magic is all around and you just have to believe. Hello, my name is Zoya Peters and I am your host for Fruitful Fridays, the original podcast where we talk about natural nutrition, spirituality, mindset, health, and success, diving into the adventures of our guests and their fruits of life and where they are at now. There is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve. The fear of failure. On today's episode, we have our guest, who is a healer, a yoga teacher, a grandmaster in Reiki, and she helps teach and guide people through their inner healing. Will you please help me welcome Irene? Hey, hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Pleasure. And thank you for being on my show. Thank you. (laughs) It's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So Irene, you have your Viva at uh, VivaBienentre.com, right? And you have uh, the Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. I'll be leaving those Instagram links and your um, website handle in the description below thank you and with pleasure for sure because every one of these listeners are definitely going to want to go in and uh, know where to find you and your details as well yeah so tell me how long has it been that you've done uh, yoga and what was your uh, adventure in that i think i lost you again now I can hear you. Perfect. Sorry about that. So uh, my relationship with yoga was was a little rocky at first, I'd say. Um, I went through some stuff, I guess, early 20s. And Alyssa, I'm like now one of my partners in, in Viva Bienet. She was like, just come to a yoga class. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to learn at a yoga class, right? I was very skeptical. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to help me. But I, I did. I went anyways. And... Um, I dabbled around a little bit in it and then I fell out. And then again, life changes brought me back to it. And so I would say at least 10 years on and off, but eight years more um, seriously and more committed to practicing yoga. Um, not to say that there are times where you know you dip out of your personal practice for a couple of days or sometimes it could be a couple of weeks, but yoga is also not just about moving your body it's about a way of life right so and I've been teaching yoga for um, since I graduated in 2017 so I'd say January 2018 I started teaching Um, and yeah and I've been doing that uh, since I've also um, I'm also a Reiki grandmaster and teacher which um, I started Uh, that journey a little bit before I became a yoga teacher and it just so happened that I finished all of that training within a month of each other Um, so it was a lot of transformation in one (laughs) in one time Um, so yeah I enjoy the journey and I've learned a lot and I have a lot a lot more to learn I'm actually still in school for yoga I'm doing my 300 hour training now so it's it's ongoing so I guess you could say um 
I've been practicing for eight years uh, and I'm going to continue practicing learning so that I can pass this on. That's wonderful. That's, life is definitely an educational adventure. Right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like... So what was the trigger? Oh, um, well, there was a lot of them. I think just, you know, not knowing what you want to do. I I was in hairdressing. <laughs> like, I, I have my hairdressing degree. Oh. Yeah, so you're going to learn things about me, Zoya. I have a hairdressing degree. <laughs> I have a cake decorating degree. I have. Oh. <laughs> I went to college for child studies and actually dropped out of university when I was studying to be a teacher. Um, but I am teaching now in just a different platform. Right? So. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just do this to make myself feel better. And then I realized, wow, I do feel a lot better. And I noticed the changes within myself. And I just want to pass this on. Maybe. Um, help people uh, before they need to <laughs> they make uh, too many changes <laughs> which you know changes <laughs> you can do it as many times as you need to right <laughs> yeah 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 change is all part of life but that's great that that, that was your drive and trigger to uh, to help yeah that's wonderful yeah and um, I think that um, when you go through certain things and you come out of them there's a different way that you can teach to other people, you know? Mm. You can relate to people yes. and help them um, from a level of understanding uh, that's a little bit different, you know? Right, all from uh, perspective and path. And experience. Right? <laughs> yes, definitely experience. It's like <laughs> the number one teacher. You know? <laughs> yeah. So about yoga, continue there a little bit because yoga is a very fascinating thing. It has a whole bunch of different styles and a whole bunch of different ways of practice. Which would you say you relate closest to for your own personal practice and um, which one uh, did you were drawn to in the beginning? I did that change at I all? I love that you ask that. I'm still, I feel like I'm still figuring it out. Um, as a person, we grow and we transform, right? So my personal practice mm -hmm. has transformed with me. Um, there are so many different things to yoga to consider, um, lifestyle being the main thing. Um, and for me, it started off first more meditation based. Um, and then I wanted to work more on my physical body, um, but not to look a certain way or to, but just to, to feel a certain way, to feel strong and secure in my body in my vehicle that I'm taking with me everywhere. <laughs> it actually takes me everywhere, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. um, I would say for myself, I enjoy yin classes, <laughs> but sometimes um, when you do a yin practice, it's like slower. And if I had a slow day, as much as I would just love to get into a juicy yin pose, I might need to, to work my body a little bit, right? If I'm a day where I'm working mm -hmm. on my stuff online that day, I need to move my body. So I really go according to how I'm feeling. I think that also came with practice and really understanding myself and just doing what I need when I need it. Um, but in terms of meditation, which is also part of, of yoga, I've really been attracted to uh, Vipassana style meditation. Um, and for me, I feel like it's it's been very helpful and transformative. Um, and that is a style where you kind of just sit and, and observe yourself. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess like, it's still transforming. That may change, right? As I as I change. So it's important to, mm-hmm. to just understand your body, and I think um, also understand your emotions and what you need from that level um, circumstances in your life as well. And so yoga is like it's huge. You can't even, you know. Now we're just touching on on it, but um, you know, I live. I don't live in a secluded place. I live in like Shamadi Laval, <laughs> right? So there's. <laughs> Um, limited things. I can't go walk in the forest when I want to. I can't, um, you know, when it's cold in the winter, walks are not as common. So being inside more, my yoga practice had to change a little bit, you know, get more active uh, within my home. Um, and then also my meditation, uh, it, not necessarily that it changes, but how you feel also when you do stuff. So I guess I would just say that... Um, I'm still learning what my style is and I'm doing a 300 hour training now and it's I realize how much I still don't even know not only about yoga but about mm-hmm. myself because every time you learn something new you discover something about your yourself and I think that's what's beautiful about yeah. it but I do enjoy yin yoga maybe just because I love to like sleep I'm a Leo <laughs> and like yin yoga, you don't <laughs> sleep you're actively like in a pose and then you relax right but I feel like just for me, maybe staying still, even though my mind is always on the go for things, yin yoga is, is meditative. So I guess I'm still yeah. kind of attracted to that, um, to that style. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I can see that because that's definitely a style that would really help contrast that that fire within <laughs> that. Like looking at your pictures, I see this bold, like bold calm fires i see a green flame like you're full of energy and you got this flame of passion inside of you so i definitely can see how why that contrast yeah. in in style of you can calm you down yeah, I think of it yoga like opposite attracts right like if you're a very active 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 person then you need to chill a bit <laughs> maybe do something more restorative yeah. and if you're you know if i'm relaxing all day though i will get up and I will move. And sometimes it might not even be a traditional yoga practice. I might just sit and meditate for a bit and then grab my barbells and just do a workout. And that to me is still a form of yoga in the sense that I'm fully aware of what I'm doing at that moment. I'm changing it up because maybe I need a little bit of fire that day because that day I just rested all day. So finding what you need for yourself in the moment is um, important and understanding yourself. And that comes, I think, with time. And uh, you keep learning about yourself and what kind of um, style you might uh, change to. Although I have been attracted to Ashtanga practices, which are more physical, um, that's also a lot of fun. But if you would say, like, what's my go-to? It's a yin. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, that's great. And did you always see yourself here? Because I know you said you went through this path of not really knowing. But did you see yourself when you're younger, like back when you're a child, doing something transformative like this for others? Um, okay, so I, I've known that I, I guess from since I was young, that I wanted to do something that would help people that I knew for sure. Um, but then I was in high school and you have to pick up program. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm 16. <laughs> what do you mean? So yeah. funny things, Zoya. I uh, I wrote five programs that interested me in, in a paper, and I put them in a hat. And 
oh. that's how I chose my future. <laughs>、um, th- thankfully,、oh. I liked my program that I ended up with, which was child studies, and it all ties into how your destiny. Like you can't can't change it. I study child studies. Like I teach kids yoga now too, right? So like it's really like it it complemented whatever it is that I'm doing now. And so that's how, that's how I、right. chose it. And then、um, when I went to university, <clears throat> my mom was like. Just finish it and then do whatever you want to like. Just get a degree, and she's like, "I just want you to have something." And I was like, "Okay,、um, but I'm like, I want to go to hairdressing school." And she was like, "Okay, you're gonna do that, but you have to go to university after." So I was like, "Deal." I did my hairdressing degree, and then I still went to university. And while I was there, I, I didn't like.、Um, I personally, I'm not. I'll be honest. I didn't like having to sit down <laughs> in the classroom,、um, <laughs> and and I didn't like that. Just that. That system.、Um, also, the fact that I knew that I would have to be a teacher in that same system, where、um, you know、mm-hmm. kids get lost, you know, or overlooked. And I was like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like,、mm-hmm. I have so much respect for teachers, but with the limited resources that they have, I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So I actually dropped out. I was also studying sociology. So it's funny how things、mm-hmm. kind of always connect. And then after that, I went through some personal、uh, difficulties,、um, and I decided to leave Montreal and go to Toronto. And when I went there for two years, I, I did my baking classes. And that's a really yeah, I baking helped me, or cake decorating and like making fun designs helped me. That was I guess bringing out the creativeness in me that I needed、um, at the time. And I didn't even realize it was shaping me into the next step, <laughs> allowing that、uh, creativity to flow. I was like, you know what? I want to do this. So I got my certification. But then Zoya, this is me. I was like, I don't want to wake up every day and go to a bakery at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and like have that be the way、yeah. I did it for a bit. Like I was working at a, a high-end restaurant in Laval. I'm not gonna name it. I was doing all the desserts there. And you know what? I lasted like this is so bad to say. Like two months, I was like, I can't. This isn't what I want. I love baking. I love making cakes to this day. I don't want to do that every single day for the rest of my life. I don't have that much passion. For it.、Um, yeah. And then I、yeah. had to have a few crappy jobs. And、uh, when I practiced yoga, I noticed it helped me. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like I could use this to help other people. Like if I was 15 and I learned this, or 12 and I learned this. This would have helped me so much.、Uh, so then I、yeah. I decided to quit. I was working at a machinery company. I've worked everywhere. Okay, hospital, like everywhere.、Uh, I worked at a machinery company as a receptionist, and they loved me there. And it was it was fun for a bit, but I also didn't want to be a receptionist for the rest of my life. Not that there's a bad thing about that at all. I've done. You know every kind of job <laughs> you could possibly think of.、Um, right. I was like, I I don't want this for myself because it is a lot of energy to put into something, and for me, I I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed back. So I told them that I was leaving, and they even got me. I will never forget a gift card to go buy yoga clothes. They were so happy for me. Yeah. Really. And I, wow. I didn't know how it was gonna go, and like, but you know, I made sure that I I found someone to replace me. So. I gave them a month's notice. I made sure that I, you know, found someone, trained them. I wasn't gonna leave them hanging, right? And、um, right. it's funny because they recently called me and asked me if I need a job, and I was like, "It's quarantine, and maybe, but no, no, I'm good." <laughs> but thank, thank you for thinking. <laughs>、uh, 
Um, and then I did my training. And when I came <laughs> back, um, I had to figure out what, you know, what kind of a life I wanted. And then I said, I want to still teach. I, I could use this to teach. And I'm like, and I love working with kids. So a lot of our stuff, not as much now during the quarantine, but is tailored to um, kids and teens. Um, and I felt like if I had these mm. tools, you know, how to handle such certain situations, you know, understanding that circumstances around you may not be in your favor, but how you respond to them, not how you react, but how you respond is on you and having those tools younger, right, would have would have been very beneficial. Right. You don't learn that in schools. So, right. Right. So it's like all about divine timing and, and everything is intertwined, yeah, I right? Went, I, went, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. I went through the whole circle of like not knowing what I wanted to do and like really feeling pressured that I needed to have a job <laughs> like, that like, you know, sustains right. me. And I've had jobs that were, you know, I've worked at the hospital for I think it was six years um, and it was a good job, right? Pay was good, benefits, like great job. Can't complain. What I could complain about was how I felt when I would leave the job. You know, I felt drained. And that was another thing I had to realize was that, like, right. you, you know, I was a receptionist there. There was limit to what I could do to help people in that in that space. So I was like, I want to be able to help people right. before they end up here. Like, what can I do to help people make changes so that you don't end up there? Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Honestly, I, what you're doing, um, teaching kids and teenagers uh, yoga practices, like that, that is something that they need. They oh, definitely yeah. need because without that, they're just going to grow up not knowing how to handle their own yeah, emotions. Or, you know, just even trial and error. I'm not going to say trial and error is not a bad thing, but if someone has learned something and you could learn from that person, why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah exactly. And you'd be surprised at how stressed exactly. out these kids are. And Sometimes they put me in check for certain things too. I'll be like, try this and they'll have a good comeback. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> tell me, I'm sassy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I have to speak to you in a yeah. language that you'll understand, you know? And you have to be able to meet them in, in kind of, um, in a way that they'll understand. So present something to them. I'm not gonna come to someone let's say, not necessarily even just a teenager, but someone who has no idea about something, bar them in one shot, right? I have to explain it to you in, right. in a way that you will understand, because if not, then I'm actually wasting my energy because it's not getting through to you. So I have to be useful with the energy that I'm going to be giving. Right. So I feel like one thing, you know, is that Vicky, Alyssa, and I, those are my partners with Viva as well, we're also very, um, we're silly kind of not to say like we're yes we're yoga teachers but like to to a point like we're still silly in in the ways that we still we'll still make mistakes and laugh about it uh we check with each other like you know what i mean we put each other um back into mm. perspective right when we need to there's so many um things that benefit from us working together as well um but that helps when we work with other people right because we tend to think in a different right, way right. and with teenagers honestly I'm a big kid so like I'll sit down and be like okay <laughs> you know there's a girl once I saw I couldn't stop laughing um when I repeated the story to my partner I couldn't laugh in class okay but I thought it was very clever she looked at me and she was like they were just to give you an idea um this wasn't an optional class so they had to be there and she was like miss and I was like yes <laughs> she was like 
is yoga good for you? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm like, I could say yes, right? In my head, I'm thinking I could just say yes to her and maybe she'll believe me, maybe she won't, but she shouldn't just have to take my word for it. So I looked at her and I said, try it out today, give it your 100% and then you decide for yourself. Mm, that's yeah. a great way to approach like, it. You're going to decide great way. because one, I think that you learn in yoga is to think for yourself and to trust your own intuition. So it doesn't matter who's in front of you in the class. You just met me. Mm -hmm. Am I going to come in front of the class and be like, trust me, I'm your yoga teacher. No, like trust is not something you give away. It's something that you build. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to show you what I learned. Now, what I expect from you in return is that you at least are um, giving your 100% um, in this time. Don't waste your time. And I explained that to the students. I said, if you're here, even if you don't want to be here, you have two choices. You can just eh, go through it half fast. You're not going to get anything out of it. You're wasting your own time. I'm not wasting my time. I'm still going to help the ones that I want to, you know, learn. But if you give your 100%, when you give your 100%, then it, uh, it's up to you to decide if it was beneficial for you or not. And if you're not sure or if you felt awkward about it, yeah. well, at least you have that time to just even sit in that, right? So that is kind of our approach. And like one of our things is like we don't teach anti-bullying, right? Anti-bullying is very, very popular nowadays. We just teach compassion. So it's not what not to do. Don't, it's not, yeah. don't do this. It's try this, you know, a place of compassion. And we sit down and we do explain. It's not even regular yoga classes. It's a um, series of classes where we do practice, yes, the yoga asanas. We do meditate, but we have circles, right? We'll sit down and we'll talk. Um, mm -hmm. And they have a space to share if they want to or not, right? Um, so it's really about mm. allowing them to trust themselves because you could tell them, don't do this, this will happen. Don't do this, this will happen, right? Sometimes you have to learn things for yourself and you need to be able to trust yourself. And when you learn how to do that. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's definitely like probably one of the most important things for kids to learn is to trust themselves and to have self-respect because that is really hard to gather up later yeah. on in life. Like really yeah. hard. And along with that subject, now, what is your definition of compassion? So, um, how we learned it in our Reiki training and how it was explained to me by my teacher and how I resonate with it. There are different ways of looking at things. There's pity, which is like, feel bad for someone almost like, ugh, right? Um, sympathy, which is just mm -hmm. feeling sad for someone. And if you're feeling sad for someone, you're not helping them. So if a friend comes to you, and you're sympathizing with them, you're not really helping them. Two people crying, um, it's not helping anyone. Having pity for them also is not helping them. Then there's empathy, which is resonating with their feelings. So then again, if you feel what this person is feeling, you cannot help them if you're exactly feeling how they're feeling, if they're crying and you're crying with them, still not helping them. Compassion is coming from a place of non-judgment mm -hmm. where you say, I understand you, Okay, I have love for you unconditionally. And having that for someone and just holding space um, because they're gonna need to cry it out. You just need to be there for them and show them that even if you don't understand what they're going through, you understand what it's like to be sad. So maybe I don't understand your situation, but I understand what it's like to feel sad, right? So I can have that compassion for you mm -hmm. and be there for you in a way that can help you and not um, make it worse. And a lot of times, you know, we think it's good for two people to sit. I'm not saying that 
um, having a glass of wine over a breakup with your friend and both crying one night is fine, <laughs> but don't do that the whole time, you know? Um, <laughs> it's really about uh, coming from a place of unconditional love and non-judgment. And it's easy to say, and I will admit that even for myself, it's something that I, I have to practice. And I say practice because you never really <laughs> always get 100%, right? And sometimes we are, we are human right. and like, sometimes we want we won't be on our best and you know what in those times you have to have compassion for yourself and understand that you are a human too and then just acknowledge it and if you need to apologize or whatever you do that but that to me is what compassion is it's coming from a place of non-judgment and understanding and unconditional love that's yeah. beautiful thanks that's beautiful i'm curious how do you apply the compassion um what perspective do you grab when you're you're teaching kids or even seniors in this case like do you change your perspectives of compassion in order to reach them in, in their the world um just i explain it differently um i'll i'll okay. the message will still be the same and a lot of times i actually will just say it like this except i'll probably give a scenario of a friend coming to their house <laughs> and you know having a problem and looking for let's mm. say uh, someone to be there for them and showing the different options Right. A lot of times, I'll ask them questions first. I'll ask them what their what their opinion is or what their view is, um, rather than just tell them what my view is. I want to know mm -hmm. what you think first, and then I'm going to tell you what I think, and then you could decide for yourself. And I'll always say that um, this is this is something that I'm I'm saying. Take it or leave it. Um, that's it, and it's for you to decide if it works for you. Um, but yeah, a lot of questions nice. to them. And a lot of times we'll have little papers. I'll have them write stuff down um, and I'll keep collect them at the end. So I get to, to see what they feel like we'll have a topic, let's say, and they could write something down about it. Um, could be a goal or, you know, we have different themes and I tell them if you want, you can keep it with you or if you'd like, I can keep it. I'm going to have a little folder for them. And it helps me also because it it's like feedback, right? And then when I get that feedback, I know what they need to, to help. Right. So do you use that same approach for like with the I'm writing it down uh, for both well, all three office uh, seniors so in school? Works, it just, it's a similar way, but different. So like with seniors, we're still teaching the same stuff. Uh, they just, just the approach is different. So obviously if we're during a yoga class, we're gonna sit down on usually on chairs when we do with seniors, um, just in case. And like I always give them the option, like to use the, the mat if they if there are sometimes where they can use it. Ninety uh, percent of the time, I'd say <laughs> we use uh, chairs, but you still get a decent workout. Just saying, um, and it's a little different in the sense that their knees are different. So you know, usually the first time we'll go in, we'll we get a few minutes to talk to everyone. If you want to introduce yourself, that's great. Um, and a lot of times with seniors, it's, it's loneliness. So it's a different thing that we have to approach. So honestly, sometimes we bring balloons and we'll, we're doing yoga. And then while we're seated, like we have to balance the balloon. It's going around. It's about adding a little element of like fun to it. Something to keep them alert. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes we sing a little bit, um, you know, or use mantras as well. But we'll have like different type of music, something that will speak to them. Some of them have, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's, but they'll move. Maybe they won't move the same way if I'm doing the, the yoga class or like a little bit off, uh, but put some music on and something's going to 
taken in them. So there, there's a different approach. Um, yeah, and usually it's it's my sister Vicky that does the the singers, and she has this really cool connection with them, um, which is like you know when you someone's happy to see you, it's like think of someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's now has never met you before, so you're going in, you would think they forget you, but for some reason every time they see you they move, so they know they associated your face somehow hmm. with movement. You know what I mean? There's still a connection that's being made. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. And cool. With- that's a very yeah. interesting topic. Like I never, I don't know much about um, mental um, deterioration, illnesses, or anything like that. And that's, I, I thought that really you just forget everything. But to see that the body yeah, even remembers <laughs> something, that's it's, really- uh, it is interesting. And um, yeah it's it's fun it's fun and you you get to feel like you you know you helped someone um even if it was just for like that one minute (laughs) you know yeah 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 so you mentioned vicky is your sister and so you've you've known her for for your whole life life. (laughs) because i'm older (laughs) yeah Yeah, her whole life And Alyssa also yeah, works Alyssa with you at Viva. So I only started really, I guess you could say, hanging out with Alyssa uh, later on when I was in my 20s. But she she brought me to my first yoga class. <laughs> so, yeah. And my That's first really yoga cool. retreat. So how long have you been? I'm sorry? Really? So uh, we'll, we'll get to the retreat in a moment. Um, but how long have you guys been uh, Since... doing Viva for? Let's do this. I'm ready. It's fresh. And I just got Vicky and Alyssa together. Alyssa had been practicing and teaching already for a bit. So in that sense, we had that benefit uh, and that background. And I had a lot of admin background. So that getting started was great. Wow. Uh, You cut out at the part that you actually mentioned how long. (laughs) Been in, I think... The same school with my brother since he was in high school so a very long time like 15 years maybe okay um, since we've known each other uh but viva has been open since 2018 2018 wow that's lovely that's pretty good just before this whole covid situation right? that gave you a good start then <laughs> it's okay the covid situation is something that we can't control but we could still have our personal practice <laughs> that's what i say <laughs> I find it I find it interesting because it brings everybody in a different Mm -hmm. awakened state yeah and people handle it differently I had some friends who were like I have not found one good thing out of this quarantine and I was like and you're a lot yeah for sure everyone has a right to their perspective and their own realization of life I was like well for me like I mean I've had some pretty not good moments but I've had some good ones as well so I guess it's you know it is what it is Um, and that's also valid right this is a situation and you know we try our best that's all we can do yeah Uh, so what is your opinion on the rat race and the effects on mental state Ooh. All right. Yeah. 
Good question. Look, huh? Just tell people go home and meditate for an hour a day, and you'll feel much better. Um, look, I think that in life there there should be a <laughs> amount of stress um, that we have, a healthy stress to keep us going, to keep us alive. Um, mm. In today's world, I would say that collectively the root chakra is a bit off. Um, basically. Before we would have a danger, you go into fight or flight response. The danger is over, and then you relax. Now, survival is dependent on money, and people are always trying to get ahead and ahead and ahead and ahead, and they feel like they never have enough. And a lot of times, some people don't have enough, and that affects your root chakra, and it keeps you in a state of, I guess, constant um, maybe fear. Uh, unease and a constant urge to want to keep doing more and trying to to get ahead. Um, mm. But I think that the way of the turtle <laughs> might be best, <laughs> um, in my opinion, like slow but steady. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you're not in a race with anyone. You're not in a competition with anyone. If we want something, um, you can have people around you succeed as well. Don't compete with anyone. Um, just do what you need to do for yourself uh, without harming other people. I want to make that clear. Um, and I think if people, uh, their intentions on whatever it is that they're doing or whatever it is that they're thriving for is, uh, intentions are pure, um, then it's okay like to want to you know, do these things or get ahead. But it's also important um, to stay grounded and... Um, to relax like that overstress um, your root chakra being active at, at all times is not healthy your body will actually tense up when you're stressing out like think about it um, whether it's mental stress or physical stress okay you will tense up if you're overdoing it um, and when people are constantly trying to get to the next thing next thing next thing or to be better 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 then you're not giving yourself time to rest the turtle is slow but steady <laughs> right and it has its own right, goals right. it has a mission and it goes for the mission um you know and, and it is good to have goals and to set them and and to have um a vision you know but don't compare yourself to others i think that's probably what what causes the stress because then that's when you lose your confidence or your you know um your feelings of worthiness that's still all working in the lower chakra so like working in uh, an energy uh, that's very uh, root or earth based and you know survival mm. is basically it's like competition always trying to get ahead 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 and unfortunately that's how our world is today um, but it doesn't mean that we can't change that within ourselves and if everybody does it I mean if all of us do it <laughs> you know and we together like bees <laughs> yeah <laughs> right then we have a perfect world <laughs> the other bee. they're like hey we have a job to do together collectively let's succeed right it's not I want to yeah. step on you to get to there yeah. or like just do whatever it is to myself a lot of times the thing is people do it to themselves they over exert themselves they overstress and I'm guilty I'll be honest so yeah I have times even within this where for a week I like overdo it and then like I'll have a day where I sleep and I'm like this is on you (laughs) 
Okay, <laughs> today take the full day to rest. This is what you have to do. Put your phone, do not disturb. Try to be better next time so that this doesn't happen again. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, happens to me quite often too. I mean, it's, with all these projects to do, it's easy to get into that. It's easy to fall into the, yeah. the speed of things yeah. and of society. But for our listeners、um, oh. who don't know what chakra yes, is, sorry, could you give us a brief kind of on that? So, <laughs>、um, basically, what,、uh, just very briefly, <laughs> what chakras are energy centers、uh, within the body, and they're aligned with the seven major glands of the body. And think of them as, I would say, floppy disks, but probably some of the listeners don't know what it is. So, think of it as a, I don't know, some kind of information device, a disk that holds information、um, or data. That helps.、Um, and there are seven of them.、Um, and they're each associated with a color, an element, and、um, what they're responsible for in your life. And as I was mentioning, for the three lower chakras, very quickly,、um, your root chakra, which is located at the base of your spine, is developed from the time born up until seven years old. So, if the first seven years of your life you're not feeling safe and secure, and those are the years where you need. To be taken care of the most. I mean, the first few years of your life, you, you can't even like feed yourself, right? You need security. So, those years are very important in how、um, people will develop. And not to say that if someone has not had a difficult childhood, that they will not have a normal or healthy, happy adulthood. It just will come with more challenges and more awareness of, of yourself. So, being aware of this root chakra and maybe why, you know, Um, you are a certain way、um, through observing yourself.、Um, just understanding that and having that awareness will help you、um, in your everyday life.、Um, so, the root chakra, for example, is associated with your survival, your fight or flight, your fears, your security.、Um, the element is earth. So, think of your grounding, your roots. You came from Mother Earth.、Um, <clears throat> I said, so the color is a, a nice、uh, deep red. And yeah,、um, there's a lot more to this,、uh, of course.、Um, but just to understand is that this is like your roots, your grounding, your connection to this planet, right? And we are connected to the planet. People need to make sure that we understand that.、Um, and then as you move up, you have the other chakras、yeah. that are all stacked on top of each other.、Um, you have the sacral chakra below the navel, which is you know, your emotions. Uh, the element is water and the color is orange. And if you look at the colors of the chakras, they're the same colors as the rainbow.、Um, so, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet.、Um, and then as you move up, right, you have the solar plexus. That's your fire, right? That the element is fire. It's your personal power, your will, and also your self esteem, your self confidence, and your self worth are here. And if you think,、um, I'll put this in a way that might be more relatable. You know, let's say someone goes through a breakup. Okay, I'll give that because I feel like everyone can probably relate to that.、Um, you know, depending on how you are, some people <laughs> might go and finish like a box of ice cream and cookies and sit down and like eat. Other people might have trouble eating, let's say, for the next few days. That's literally something in your life that you cannot digest. It's an emotion that's manifesting physically in your body. You might physically feel like your heart. Hurts your as your posture changes as well. You might your chest might start to cave in a bit. Days,、um, 
or however long it is for certain people. And like you could tell a lot about yourself through your body language. Um, and when you understand how uh, the chakras work, then you can do a lot of self-reflection and through understanding yourself, make the changes that you need to better yourself. And so, yeah, I'm just gonna say them all one time because I feel like I started it right on top of the solar plexus. We have the heart chakra. So the color is green and the element is air. And that's responsible for um, your love and compassion, not just towards others, but also towards yourself. So think about um, that idea of filling someone else's cup when you have nothing to give. Yeah, so you need to make sure that right, you that's have a good something to offer to someone else. Um, and then right above that is the throat chakra and the color is blue, like a sky blue, uh, located at the base of your throat. And that's your communication. Um, that's your truth. So, you know, if you feel at a certain time that you are in a situation and you're holding back your tongue, you might swallow. And I know it's happened to me. You get that lump in your throat because you want to say something and you don't. And like you understand that that is a blockage of the throat chakra mm -hmm. and then just understand that you can communicate your truth um, without worrying if someone's going to be offended if your intention is is good and how they take it from there is on them and understanding that will have you less fearful to communicate what it is that you need to communicate so things like this and then above uh, just between your brows mm -hmm. you have your third eye your intuition color is violet um, or indigo sorry um, and yeah that's trusting your gut trusting your own self and that we work a lot with the teenagers uh, when we meditate I'll make them sit down and I don't mention the chakras necessarily but we're focusing <laughs> on that area right um, and then the crown of the head which is you know the, right. the crown chakra what connects you to the universe because your feet connect you to the earth and your crown connects you to the universe you are part of both and they're both part of you so that's a bit about the chakras i know i, I took a little minute there but i didn't want to leave them without any um mm -hmm. knowledge thank you oh very good thank you <laughs> and uh, how do you explain this to a, a skeptic because i know it's really hard to swallow <laughs> when you don't really know spiritual world and realms of things Like, how do you get them to um, be attentive, even if it's something they can't exactly First, swallow um, the information of? I'll only share this if it's someone that actually wants to learn, um, first of all. Um, but there are skeptics, and I used to be one. <laughs> like, when I was in hairdressing school, a lady came in. She wanted a haircut. As I was cutting her hair, she looked at me, and she, in French, she told me, she's like, you're not balanced. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> like, I'm in like 19 year old. Like, <laughs> it was, I was different, right? And she was like, you're in balance. And she got up and she's like, do you mind if I do something? And I was like, sure. Really just like, I was annoyed. And she did a clearing for me. Now thinking back, <laughs> she was clearing my energy. And then she told me a couple of things. And I was just like, okay. I went home and I was like, mom, this crazy lady came to get a haircut and do you believe what she told me she told me that i'm not balanced and i was you know i i remember like having this like who is this lady thinking um giving me this information right and now looking back i wasn't ready to hear it at the time but i i do think back on the, at this lady right 
Um, so I try not to, you know, approach people in that way where they would probably think that I'm a little off. Um, so especially if they want to come to my classes, um, but what I do, I'll do specialized classes for this specifically. So people that already have an idea, they'll join. And in my regular yoga classes, um, I'll always ask people if they would be interested in learning a bit more. And then depending on the group, I'll share a couple of things throughout my classes. And uh, yeah, I'll always encourage people to come ask questions. And if someone is a skeptic, um, I just give an example like I did to you before where, you know, you're in a breakup and you physically hurt right after. Think of it, you're a woman, when you're on your monthly cycle, your uterus hurts, that's your sacral chakra, that's your emotions, that's, you know, like this all makes sense uh, once you just bring someone's awareness to it, right? And <clears throat> how I'll explain yeah um through chakras yoga even reiki because it's kind of all connected in a way they're just different methods i explain uh, or i give the example of a car so like you get a nice brand new car it's the car of the year i haven't had the car of the year in a long time but i will soon the car of the year okay and this car of the year <laughs> has so many features right um you need to go through the manual you need to be aware that there's a manual so that you can learn how to use these features the features are there we all have this within us but you need to use, you need to know how to use them. Someone needs to show you where. Right. So you have to, so you have yeah. to sit down and, and take the time to read, to right? Reflect. So we'll learn a little bit about something. And when you learn about something, another one of my yoga teachers would say, if you're studying yoga, study it as a science. If you're studying something, study it as science without any objections. Look at it from a uh, scientific view. Uh, that way your personal opinion doesn't get into it yet until you create your opinion after you, you have no biases as much as possible right. reading through something and you could change your mind about something created with you at one time and you learn something different that's also okay and no one's really wrong i feel like different ways to approach things work for different people right yeah. that's a very interesting point um, i got three more questions before we close out so tell me, <laughs> I really want to get over the, with these questions because these questions are like really interesting. I think it'd be very good for the listeners as well. So let's start with the, the probably least uh, developed one out of the three. <laughs> what are your thoughts on spiritual awakening and ascension? Interesting. Um, well, I am, I guess you could say spiritual awakenings can happen multiple times in your life um, and for me even if you have a spiritual awakening you could still have some I think it brings up more challenges if anything it's like a level up in a video game so when you're leveling up in a video game it's just like oh you got through the fireballs I'm gonna throw ice balls and fireballs right now and it's like oh I know I have the power to, to get all these right but now I have to tap into that to get through the next level so you know what that is what I would <laughs> that is awesome that is what that's I an awesome uh, yeah <laughs> That is what my um, perspective is of that. And I don't think personally that I can pinpoint just one. I think I've had a few. And I think one of the reasons why I became a yoga teacher and Reiki teacher was because of that. But I'm not enlightened. I want to make that clear. Um, 
I'm working on being the best version of myself here on this planet. Um, and for me, my goal is whatever students, whatever age you are, zero to a hundred. Um, my goal is not to necessarily make you a yoga teacher or turn you into a yogi. Um, if you're a kid in my class, then you want to be a dentist when you grow up. Well, I hope that something that you learned in my class will help you be a better dentist. Maybe someone's going to come in one day and they're afraid of dentists and you're just going to be, you know, a little more compassionate that they're afraid of that needle coming in and you'll find a way to, to be more patient with them through the things that you learned in the yoga practice. Or maybe you will be that hairdresser that in the future cuts my hair. You don't have to be a yogi. Do you, when you're a hairdresser, you hold space for people. People tell you their problems, right? And that can carry a lot of energy for people and they go home and they feel yeah. heavy and they don't realize they absorbed all this. But having this little knowledge, you'll know how to go home and protect yourself or sit down and meditate and shed that off. So I think my goal here is just to teach everybody, the regular, everyday one of us, um, who, whatever it is that each of us choose to do, do it at our best um, and just be the best version of ourselves, whatever each person chooses, right? But having these tools, you don't have to even necessarily mm -hmm. practice yoga every single day. Maybe you like riding a bike, right? Great. Maybe try to get some stretches in so that you can counteract those tight hamstrings right. after. But, um, you know, you get the point where it's like, you know, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a form of meditation for yourself also. But yoga is also about um, other things like how you treat people, how you treat yourself, nonviolence. Um, and enlightenment, I would be practicing all of this to the point where you're almost... Um, you know, you're considered on the same levels of, of Buddha and, and Jesus and all that. And personally, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be there in this life, but I'm happy with knowing that I can bring um, or pass the torch on to the people here, you know, and just keep lighting everyone's candle. Like at our Easter, uh, Greek people, we light one candle and everybody in the whole area that goes right. to the church gets their candle lit with one flame, right? And it's shared. So I bet that, that's a video show. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great concept. Beautiful. And about enlightenment, I mean, that's very interesting. You mentioned it and described it the way you did. Do you think that enlightenment to that level of Buddha and Jesus and those people, um, do you think that that's a gift to them? Or is it something that, I believe they, that any, any person, person can attain if they really that, wanted to? If they are dedicated enough um, and if they you know I don't believe that there's chosen ones I believe that everyone has that power within them every single person in if every single person is made of energy right and we're all connected we all have that power to connect all of us so I believe that anybody if dedicated mm. can reach that right state. doesn't matter what you look like where you're from how old you are I believe that that is within anyone willing to go in to achieve it That's really cool. Oh, I got a question Ahapi, about a gap. Ahapi. Now, I read it on your, your page on Viva. Agapi is, a, is the Greek is word for love. <laughs> so there are different words for love, but agapi is, is that true oh. unconditional. Um, and that's why we, we have it also. We, we like to stick oh, okay. to it the greek roots a bit i feel like a lot of my teachers weren't even yogis it was like my grandparents the neighbor next door the one of my patients my patients a patient that used to work at a hospital where i worked and like had a moment with him with me that was life-changing like 
teachers are are everywhere. Sometimes it's a kid, right? So agape is really just um, unconditional yeah. love, and that's something that I feel like we've always gotten from from where we've been, like in our in our home. I've gotten it from our families. Um, so it's something that we like to share, <laughs> and I like to use the Greek word because that's like one thing that connects me a little bit more to my roots. So, and it has a deeper, different meaning. You know how some like cultures have like five words for the same thing. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting cultures and their their vocabulary. Like, even the Asian languages, they have like specific words to have a specific meaning, yeah. and they have twenty different words for the right. same. You know, English. Yeah. But it has a different meaning and use. It's so cool. And last but not least, yeah. now I I know we said we were gonna come back to it, so now we're gonna come oh, back. Okay, which one? the retreat? <laughs> Tell Before us about that. Before I was that. talking about the first one that I went to ever, which was with Lisa, <laughs> and that was back in 2012. And it was a three-day silent retreat, and that was very transformative,、uh, mm-hmm. transformative for me. So after that,、um, a couple of years later, I did my yoga retreat, and I came back, and I decided to do my own.、Um, also, because I realized how much you could learn when you're just in a place with、mm-hmm. people without distractions, right? So it was something that I tried out. I really enjoyed, and then right, I decided、right. to start offering it to people. And yeah, I love it. We do、uh, Reiki trainings and yoga retreats. Hopefully, we'll be doing more soon because、um, it, it's something that's really fun.、Uh, it gives us a sense of community as well from with people all over the world, which is great. And and we do、um, usually in the spring in Quebec and in the summer in Greece. So、uh, yeah, it's something that we've been、uh, doing since we started. And it's been a lot of fun, and yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to be participating in those retreats. That's for sure. You just come and do the yoga, <laughs> and we all, you know, we have day trips.、Um, and I take everyone to where my dad's from, where I was baptized in a little village in, in Greece、uh, called Leonidio, and it's. One of my favorite, I think it is my favorite place oh, there. Oh.、Um, but it's a small town, and it's like a hidden gem. So bringing people to a place where we already feel very connected to is beautiful.、Mm. On our first retreat and our second, actually, my my we had the people from the retreat like over for food. <laughs> so, you know, like we had a family barbecue, and、That's、like、cool. my uncle was like, "You have people here from your retreat, like tell them to come." And I was like, really? Yeah. It, 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 there's something about that <laughs> as well.、Awesome. And, and you could just do、uh, the yoga retreat, or we have options. If someone wants to be a Reiki practitioner, we offer Reiki levels one through three、um, on these retreats. So it's up to you as a person、mm. if you want to just go and do the yoga and chill on the beach and just eat really good food. That's an option. Um, and if you want to get an, a training for Reiki as well, then you have that option. And we did it in a way where you just have a couple of days, like we spread it. Enjoy the、right. beach while you're. They were really like, cool. by the water and between the mountains. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that would be quite a view. <laughs> yeah. That would be definitely、yeah. a view worth going to. <laughs> So thank you, Irene. 
It was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I just want to also mention for our viewers, yes. you you guys offer moon ceremonies, uh, a chakra theory in yoga. Um, you do yeah. office, yes, we do. Senior Th- those and are school private. yoga yeah. services as well. Yeah. Okay, so those ones are like more of a, exactly, a private exactly. group. Mobile, they're part of the mobile yoga, right? Cool, cool. And you guys also offer services in um, eyelash lift, <laughs> yeah, <tricky>. reflexology, <laughs> Reiki, and <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I don't have pro- problems with my speech <laughs> sometimes. It's very <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> Perfect. So, for all our viewers, you want to continue following Viva Bienetre? Go at um, Instagram for Viva Bienetre. Uh, that's V-I-V-A-B-A-E-T-R-E, which is French for wellness, and uh, vivabienet.com. That was Irene, one of the three founders of Viva. And um, yeah, it was Thank a wonderful, you. wonderful conversation. Very like and energy filling. I feel like it was really fueling. It really, that is a really nice vibration in the day. <laughs> Our next guest on the next episode is a wonderful guide to enlightenment. She is also one of the founders of Viva and she will bring us on a journey where she guides the powerful feminine. So that concludes today's episode of Fruitful Fridays and you can always keep up to date until the next episode at our Instagram handle at Enerzealis or at our website at www.enerzealis.com. That is www.enerzealous.com. It was nice having you join our podcast episode today, and we'll see you on the next one.